Blog Talk Radio. Good morning and welcome to the Parenting Aces Radio Show on Blog Talk Radio's UR Tennis Network. I'm your host, Lisa Stone, and am so thrilled to have the opportunity to talk about the BMP Paribas Master U Championships this week. We have Coach Greg Patton joining us today. We have Haley Carter, who plays for UNC and played on Team USA, joining us today as well. And I think we're going to have a great conversation. And I'm, I'm just so excited to hear about these guys' experience in France and uh, bringing home the title, the sixth consecutive title for Team USA, seventh overall. I mean, it's just unbelievable, and uh, it, it was just so exciting to follow their progress over there earlier this month. And before I bring Greg on, I just want to remind everyone our show airs live for an hour. If we go a little past that hour, you'll be able to catch the end of it in the podcast that'll be available later today on parentingaces.com and also on the Parenting Aces YouTube channel. So uh, if you have to um, duck out or if we wind up going a little past noon today, be sure and listen to the rest of the show later uh, by going to the podcast. And you can always share those podcasts with your friends that don't have the opportunity to tune in live. We have some great ones on the website and on the YouTube channel. And you can search by topic um, and you can look at them by guest, by date. So um, we have a lot of different ways for you to get at that information. I also want to remind you all to be sure to follow us on social media. We have a Facebook page, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest. We're on Google+. We're on LinkedIn. So if you want to make sure to stay up to date with all of the great information uh, on junior tennis, on college tennis, on transitioning from juniors to college, transitioning from college to pros, we've got all of that on the various social media outlets. So be sure to follow us. All right, uh, so I think that's all I needed to tell you guys. Um, it's cold and rainy here, so I'm happy to be indoors. <laughs> and I've got a fire going and uh, trying to stay warm. But uh, anyway, it's not half as warm as it is in Boise, Idaho, where today's guest is stationed. So um, Greg Patton, uh, let me get him on the phone. Here we go. Greg, are you with us? I sure am, and I, I got the heat on here too. So it's all, I'm, I'm sharing the in your frigidity. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm getting um, some kind of some kind of frigid texts from my kid from Boise, Idaho, too. So it's a little chilly in your neck of the woods. <laughs> it is right now, but it's all good. It's beautiful, that's yeah. for sure. Then well, it's, that's it's good, good to be home too. Yeah, so how was the trip? Y'all came home with the big trophy again. That must feel good. I've oh my gosh, it's radiant. It's uh it was an incredible experience. I've done it for eight years in a row and it just keeps getting better. And I feel like I'm living on borrowed time because you know, I think some people believe that there's no such thing as miracles. And I believe miracles happen every day and uh we had some miraculous play and comebacks and <laughs> passion and it, it was everything that you could script it was you know it, it's an incredible 
it's an incredible experience. It's a learning experience, and it's it, it's a an important experience for our players. And uh, I, I and and it still creates these incredible opportunities for our young people, our young players, and then what it does when you, you give them these opportunities and then the possibilities become so great. And, and by that, what I mean is putting um, our young, talented collegiate players on an international stage playing for each other, playing for others, and it's amazing to see how they flourish and, and how their games get get greater. I mean, in the whole, I guess the bottom line, the foundation is, we want to use this as a developmental tool so that our players will come back from the strip and be better and have grown. And, uh, it, and it happens before my very own eyes, you know, and I get to, I get to live it. I get to experience it. I can smell the incredible fragrance of, of this talent playing. And, uh, it, and it's wonderful, exhilarating experience for, I know for myself and for coach, uh, Melissa Schwab, from Ohio State is like uh, to be able to be a part of something so vibrant and exciting. It, it, you can't beat it. And, and what what I got to express is, you know, there's a lot of people there. There's the, you know, obviously you have seven other countries with their best and the brightest, and many of them are, are on the pro circuit and playing professional tennis. And so it gives our our players a chance to play internationally in France, and we're in the USA. And to give them a taste about what this is all about, with the ultimate goal that one day they'll be playing on the biggest stages, on you know Grand Slams and playing Davis Cup and Fed Cup. Absolutely. And so let me just uh, mention the players on this year's Team USA. You had for the boys, you had Chris Eubanks from Georgia Tech, one of our local Atlanta boys. You had Tom Fawcett from Stanford, who was also on the team last year, and I'm going to ask you about that in a few minutes. And you had Strong Kirchheimer from Northwestern. And then on the women's side, and you mentioned Coach Schaub from Ohio State, um, so she was your co-coach for the event this year. You had Haley Carter from UNC. You had Francesca DiLorenzo from Ohio State. And then you had Anna Shibahara from my alma mater, UCLA, and right. what a great group. You had uh, two freshmen, you ha- or no, one freshman. Uh, one sophomore. One sophomore. Well, we, on the women's side. Right? Sorry, go and, ahead. Uh, yeah, so we had on the women's side, I, I think Haley, are you a senior? She's a senior now. And so I think Haley's a senior. Uh, Anna is a freshman and uh, – uh, I call her D-Lo, Francesca. She's a <laughs> sophomore. And on the men's, on the men's side, uh, Chris is, I think Chris is a junior, Tom is a junior, yeah. and yep. Strong is a senior. So, yes. so it was a, it was a, a great balance in terms of you know, underclassmen and upperclassmen. So, it was yeah, it was phenomenal, and the chemistry was wonderful. And and it's the whole idea is like the whole concept is. To uh, I feel like Cupid, and you bring these players together and you surround them with great, successful people. And when you do that, then what happens, everybody, that 
that feeling and, and that aura tends to, you know, it's contagious. And they all have something incredible to offer and give. And then they get to take this from each other. And so there, there's no doubt that, I mean, in anything, it, you know, you are who you, you're with and who you surround yourself with. And, and so what happens is everybody, I think, takes after it. I think they grew really close. And one of the most important things about this trip, and, and every trip that I take, you know, going from – I was a national coach for eight years. I've been doing uh, – for the USGA, and I was taking teams, you know, juniors overseas. And, uh, and this now, you know, getting to do this for my eighth year as, a, as a, taking the collegiate, the top collegiate players overseas, is the whole – the most important thing is a team build and team bonding, and get them that they're playing for something bigger than themselves. Then it's not a cliche. It's a very real, it's a very powerful thing. And so we spend a lot of time, whenever we can, whenever I can, is to create a sense of togetherness, a team, and to be really honest, go beyond that to building a family, you know, where they're brothers and sisters who who, who share the same passion and, and realize that the greatest thing is to give to each other, you know, support, knowledge. I mean, I know that, you know, the players are talking about their matches and about the play and their opponents. And, and it's, it's a constant, you know, life is not, is not stagnant. It's very vibrant. There's a flow. There's a flow of information. There's a flow of knowledge. And wisdom is not the thing that has any boundaries. It's it just you keep growing and growing. So this is, an, this is like taking a person to a classroom. And really, basically, those courts are classrooms. And, and taking from them so they'll grow and they'll become better. And they're young people at the start of incredible careers. And so we really want to make the most of it. Now, ultimately, the greatest thing, the greatest, you know, I always feel like, you know, even when you lose, it, it's a great teacher, and you learn so much. But you can't beat the resonance, how this radiates in their life is when they win and learn from it. So uh, obviously, you know, I'm, I'm driven, I'm a competitor, and, and I love to win, and I love to see my players win. And to put them in a situation where they have the opportunity to and uh, that's very helpful in terms for them, and also to, uh, you know, I think we need to have, as Americans, a presence on the international tennis scene. Like, heck, we're a force to be reckoned with. And, and we're demonstrating that. You know, we're demonstrating that. that we're, you, know, it, you know, the pro pathway is just not going out on the pros when you're 16, 17, 18 years old and grinding it away. There's the other path, which is really vibrant and vital and important and powerful, is the college pathway. And, uh, and so this is where we get a chance to strut our stuff and show what we've got and realize the importance of it. And, you know, tennis is such an individual sport that we take it out of that that now it's a team sport. We're playing for each other. So, uh, so you know, I can't elaborate so a lot. I'm going to leave it right yeah. there. I, I love it. Well, I'm passionate in love with these teams and, that I've been coaching. And uh, I'll say one thing before I pause is, this team has always been the last eight years is to pick great people. People that are smart, that are successful in the classroom, who have great people skills, who are people that are warm, passionate, and compassionate. And 
we've been successful in doing that. I can go down the, all the years of the most incredible young people who've become successful on the pro circuit. Stevie Johnson played for us. Dina uh, Falcone played for us. In the middle, Ruben played for us. You know, and the list goes on. Jameer Jenkins, uh, Lauren Embry. I mean, just it goes on and on about players that I've been so gifted or fortunate and graced to have on our team. But the thing that happens is you put great people and they make, you pick great people for a team and that makes a great team. And then great teams make great players. By that I mean is that those players played on a great team. There's no doubt this team was great. Uh, And then what happens is they leave that team and now go back into their specific, you know, their different areas of life, their, their college teams, and playing again as individuals and for their college teams. And they're, I believe they're greater players for it. So they become great players. So that process is great people make great teams, great teams make great players. I think we've got Haley Carter hanging on here. Let me see if this is her. Haley, are you with us? Uh, yes, this is me. <laughs> Hey, Haley, thanks for calling in. I know uh, this is a crazy time for all you guys uh, with the end of the semester and all that, but I'm so glad you could squeeze some time out of your schedule to join us today. Oh, yeah, no, happy to be here. I just finished up exams yesterday, so I'm I'm free. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> yes, I know. Exciting. <laughs> so Haley, I'm going to um, let you share with us, uh, while you can be with us on the air, um, your experience of being in France with the with the Team USA this year and uh, what you learned from that experience and how it differs from your regular team play at UNC. Uh, yeah, um, I mean, I, I was talking to Stephen Armitage back with the USGA when I got back, and I, I told him, you know, it was honestly it was one of the best experiences, tennis experiences of my life. Um, you know, I've never been fortunate enough to be able to play with the USGA on my back um, until until this tournament, and it was so much fun. It was such an incredible feeling. It's honestly hard to put into words to be able to represent your country. Um, but yeah, I guess the, the overall tournament, the energy, the atmosphere at the event is incredible. There's, you know, the stands are full, people are cheering, people are from every country are, you know, cheering against you or cheering for you or, or you know, it's just a, a lot of fun. And um, yeah, it was, a, it was an incredible atmosphere. And, and um, I guess, you know, what we took away from it was, as, as Greg talked about, so so well as we, we left a family. Um, you know, I have, you know, five new best friends that were my teammates, and I have two amazing coaches that I'll keep in touch with, uh, you know, hopefully for the rest of my life. And um, I think, uh, yeah, so that, that's the main thing. I think the event, too, itself, I mean, uh, you know, you saw Francesca DiLorenzo beat someone 190 WTA. You know, I played someone and uh, won against someone 400. WTA, so, so it gave us a lot of confidence, I think, you know, moving forward from that, being able to play at, at the top professional level. Absolutely. And talk about the mixed doubles aspect. I got to watch you and Chris when at the Oracle um, event in Malibu earlier this year, and I know y'all had hoped to get to play mixed doubles together at this event. <laughs> Um, and I kept watching every day. I kept watching the lineup saying, oh, my gosh, hope they, you know, I hope they get to play together. Y'all didn't get to play together this time, but, um, but you did okay with Tom. So <laughs> you want to talk about the mixed doubles? 
uh, yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, you, the Oracle tournament, I guess, first off, it was, on a, it was one of the most fun tournaments, um, I've played and that was because of the mixed doubles. Uh, you know, Chris is one of my best friends in the entire world and I've talked to him probably every day, uh, since the Oracle tournament. Um, so yeah, we wanted, we were hoping to play, um, uh, but we didn't get to, um, you know, we didn't actually end up ha- having to need any of the mixed doubles points, but, uh, I played with Tom, and uh, we were great. Tom's now one of my best friends as well. It's it's just so fun. It's it's something different. Um, I think you know playing mixed doubles has made my doubles, you know, my regular doubles so much better. Um, it's it's just a lot of fun and a unique experience that I think um, you know college tennis would really benefit from if if they included it more. I know everyone that played it had such a great experience at the Oracle tournament, and I had a great experience with it in France. So I think it's it's definitely a new fun element for college tennis. I want to ask both of you about this whole aspect of having the men and the women together on the team because I know in most college environments the men's team and the women's team are very separate. I mean they, you know, they play at different times. Um they don't typically practice together. You rarely see on social media the teams doing things, you know, interacting together. So what was that like to have the men and the women together and interacting and competing as one? Greg, you want to take it first? Okay. It's a powerful tool. It's an incredibly powerful tool, first of all. The women bring, and you know, I'm a college men's coach, and when I worked for the USTA, I primarily worked with men. So the 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 input and the the from the women brings a different parameter and uh, different things to the table that are that are makes it fun and I think uh, it, it adds uh, just it adds to the whole element when you have a team of men and women playing together. Uh, it, it, the fun aspect is it's just it's a great you know the guys you know it just it it, it, it so they have to be gentlemen, first of all. <laughs> and the thing is, I think it's really cool. And I think that the the, the insights from the women, the men, the respect that they have for their teammates is, is, is really cool. And they see so many different aspects of the game when they're watching and sharing the women when they play their singles matches and their, and their doubles matches. You know, especially the doubles. The doubles, the way women play doubles is entirely different from the way the men play doubles. You know, the women usually have, you know, it's one up, one back. One, you know, the the woman at the net is the good doubles teams is a really a moving force that's always trying to make the court smaller for the person who's trying to go across court a lot. So you see that, you know, when you're on the men's side where you're always trying to get, your, you know, both men up to the net, and they see that, and they see exactly how important that net person is in terms of, Making the court smaller, you know, taking the middle away from the from your opponent. So, tactically, very big. But it's, I think it's the emotional part too, and the caring and the, and <laughs> the passion that that you know the women bring to the game that I think is uh, really contagious uh, to the men. I think they they really get all of a sudden like uh, the sense of us. I think women bond on teams and uh, really well. Where they, you know, that they, they, I, I don't want to say the word surrender to the team, but what they do is they really commit to the team, 
And it's uh, and I saw that every time we, I mean, for the last eight years, I see how they're the kind of the glue and the emotional and, the, and how much they care and how much joy they bring. So it, it is a, a great, great tool for development. And I, I, I love the aspect of the men and women. And I love, uh, over the years I've been with uh, Amanda Augusta, who's the coach at uh, Cal and Mark who from Virginia, and now I had a chance to coach with Melissa Shaw. And they're all incredible coaches and all bring such a great dynamic uh, to, to the table. And, and I, loved, I loved working with Melissa. And it's amazing. You never stop learning, you know, and it, it was just profitable. Then just the relationships, you know, that you bring, it's, uh, they're, they're, they're very meaningful, you know. And, and I think, you know, meaningful relationships is created by duration, and by intensity, and, and by that I mean the duration in a long relationship. We have a long relationship that becomes a meaningful one. Well, it's not really when you think about it. It is a long relationship because we're with each other for like seven, eight days, and we're with each other seven twenty-four. So in a sense, that is long. There's a lot of time that we're with each other, and then the intensity of the uh, of the relationship, and the intensity is like you know, here every day we're competing. You know, and it's an all-day thing. I mean, we go on the courts at 9 and we get off the courts around 8. I mean, it's like one match after another. We go one women's singles, a men's singles, another women's singles, a men's singles on one court, and then we have three doubles. So you have all the makings of this great, great epic story, you know, that has comedy, drama, tragedy, you know, uh, you know, feeling good stuff and horror and and everything, and so it's it, it that makes it incredibly, like I said, meaningful, uh, re, you know, relationship. And so, and the relationships are great. Uh, the, the men bring a lot to the table for the women, and the women bring a lot to the table for the men, and they can truly learn and grow from. I coached World Team Tennis for 15 years, where which was made up of two men and two women, and I really bought into this fact about how much they can really help each other, and it's just not, you know, men's tennis and women's tennis, it's it's about tennis. Does that make sure. sense? Hey, absolutely. Haley, what is what was your take on it? Yeah, I mean, I'd have to agree with all of Greg point, Greg's points and just kind of say it, it was just so much fun. Honestly, it's something you're not really used to playing playing with guys and playing alongside them and, and cheering for them. Um, so, you know, you've been to a guys match, you know how much they heckle and how loud they get and all that. So, so it was kind of fun to, to play against that and, uh, you know, play with it on your side. So that, that brought a different element. Um, but yeah, I think we just kind of left, you know, kind of like brothers and sisters, you know, they, the guys would pick on us, make fun of us and we, we, we'd throw it back at them. You know, we, we became a family. And uh, so it, it was a, it was a really cool dynamic uh, to be a part of. And, uh, you know, to, to go off Greg's point, I think, you know, we made each other a lot better uh, this week. You know, um, Chris and, and Strong were helping me with my serve. They, they were, you know, showing me different things I could do with my serve. You know, I was telling Chris, he needs to do more Australian in doubles because he doesn't do that, um, and a lot of guys don't do it as much. So, so I think, uh, you know, we we became brothers and sisters, and we also we also made each other better. So it was a really cool dynamic for sure. Do you think you'll take some of that into your team season this year, and maybe you know reach out a little more to the guys on on the UNC team and 
see if y'all can interact a little bit more? Is that is that something that happens? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's it varies depending on the school. Um, I think, you know, some coaches, I would say uh, maybe, for example, the TCU um, team, you know, I know uh, Coach Raditi and Coach uh, Lee Taylor-Walker, they do a good job of, you know, putting matches together, girls and guys, and really making it, you know, uh, one big program. So I think it depends on the school. Um, for us, maybe we're a little more separate. So I think definitely I'll take away uh, from France and realize how fun it was um, to, you know, to support the guys team and how, you know, we should be one big UNC family and uh, we should support each other. And, you know, it, it makes it a lot more fun for sure. And if we have each other uh, in one another's corners, then, you know, the sky's the limit for both of our teams for sure. Great. Let's talk about the specific matches. On the first day, you guys played Ireland, and y'all, let's face it, y'all dominated in a big way <laughs> that first day. The second day, y'all faced Germany, and that was a lot tougher call. And then on the third day, in the final, y'all played Russia, which everyone expected to be a really tough match. Um, and then from the scores, it seems like the U.S. team dominated once again. So, Haley, can you talk a little bit about what playing those various matches felt like um, that first day? Uh, I, I think you were the first one up. Is that right? Oh, yes. I was the first one up, and my racket was shaking when I hit my first serve. I was I was quite a bit nervous. Um just, you know, playing for USA the first time. But I would say Ireland was a really good uh, matchup to kind of get our feet wet in, in the competition because, you know, they were familiar to us, I guess is how I would put it. You know, I was playing someone that played at Notre Dame. There was, there was a Texas Tech guy on the team, so, so we kind of knew them. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was a good start uh, for, for the tournament. Well, you were nervous, but you won 0 and 1. So, you <laughs> went away pretty quickly. Uh-huh. So, so we tried we tried to make Kaylee nervous the whole uh, the whole tournament. Yeah, I would say so. And then you got to play doubles with Anna that day and y'all dominated too, winning 8-1. Um, can you talk a little bit about that? Had y'all played together before? How did y'all prepare for that match? Um, we had never played together. Um, I knew of her kind of from, obviously, she won U.S. Open junior doubles, which is, is, is pretty good. Um, and uh, <laughs> she, she kind of knew of me. <laughs> yeah, she kind of knew of me from college. Um, so so we, we knew we would be a good pair, but I don't think we realized, you know, how good of a pair we would be. Um, I honestly, I think we, I don't know, it was one of the best doubles partners I've ever had. I felt you know, completely free on the court to do anything because I knew she was there and she had my back. Um, it was, you know, I'm looking forward to playing with her for sure in future pro tournaments and, you know, trying to get into some, some bigger events is, is my goal moving forward from this. So so we may have found ourselves a good double partnership leaving France. <laughs> That's cool to hear. One of the things I love about Anna, and I'm, I'm still hopeful that maybe she'll have a chance to call in today, but um, I had never seen her play until that Oracle event in Malibu. And for anybody that, that has a chance to watch her, sit close to the court and sit behind her because I've never heard a player talk to themselves the way Anna talks to herself between points. And does she do that in doubles too, Haley? Does she give out that? I mean, she has the most positive self-talk of anybody I've ever seen. 
Oh, oh yeah, she she does it, but she more directs it towards me. It's it's kind of funny. Of she'll she'll say, "Here we go, you got this, Haley. You can do this right now." <laughs> you know, so she she kind of takes it from directing it towards herself in the singles to directing it towards me. But it was it was kind of funny going into the event. She told all of us. She said it when we were at lunch, she was like. Um, just know, everyone, I talk to myself a lot on the court. Don't think I'm weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she is. And, and in fact, Greg, you and I had talked about Anna, too, and I told you how impressed I was by her. And more than her tennis, but this, this whole self-talk thing on the court, I, I was dying to record it and just post it on my website because I, I've never heard that before. What did you think of that as a coach? Oh, I think it's awesome. I, you know, basically, first of all, there's a lot of chatter. I mean, think about this. Whenever in life, everywhere we go, there's there's chatter, there's a dialogue going on in our brain, right, with ourselves. And your thoughts and your words, especially your words, words create your reality. Okay, so if you say that you suck on a tennis court, well, you're going to probably play poorly. Or, you know, and so your words create reality and, and Anna is this muse who spouts just positivity <laughs> all over the place. And so is that a key to the success that she's having and will have? Absolutely. Haley is uh like I look at her as Joan of Arc. I mean she is like this guardian angel saint out on the court and she <laughs> exudes she exudes this positive feeling. I mean, it's joyful to watch her play. It's, you know, it, I loved watching her play. And I might have said that to you several times, didn't I, Haley, when you were playing? I mean, to be honest, did I say something like that? I can't remember if that's what I say. But yeah, the first, feeling the was watching. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's like when you watch her, these, uh, and, and uh, you see the love and the joy of the game. And, you know, there's one time when I think Haley was playing, or no, it was when uh, Bilo was playing against the Russian, is there's uh, there's anger. <laughs> you know, the Russians have anger. And I'll tell you one thing, the love of the game and the joy of the game and the happiness in the game will always trump the anger, <laughs> you know, in the game. And those are the people that are going to be successful. So, uh, it, it was, and it's no secret that our elite players, our better players, tend to have a more positive outlook about themselves and about others and realize it's a game and that they love to play the game. So it's something that, it, it, and when you take them as a team, it's infectious and they realize and it basically affirms who they are and what they do. It, it, so it's, it's this thing that they it, it, we create an atmosphere. When you're around people that are happy, you just you can't be a sourpuss and you can't be negative because right. there's all this this joy going around, and so you just get caught up into it. And it's funny is uh, we had a close match with with Germany, and the German player they were up two to one in the uh, in the singles, and. They had, uh, in that match against Germany, uh, the German player was up 5-1 in the third set tiebreaker against Chris Eubanks. And the guy was going to serve at 5-1. And so 
And the German was a character. <laughs> he, was, he, was, he was like out of some, I mean, he was a wild dude. And it was funny because Chris, the, the energy came in off the bench with the players, with Haley, with Anna, you know, with Tom and uh, Strong and everybody. And Melissa was so positive that it was almost like, it, uh, and I told them, you know, like, hey, we, we did this last year against Germany. We came back from and made this miraculous comeback and fought off team match points. And here we're in that same position where the opponent's serving at 5-1. I mean, the chances of Chris winning that were minuscule. But the, 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 he, on the bench, he was so positive. There wasn't no panic, no fear, just this heightened sense of living, playing for this. And he goes on. And I talked to him about the miracle. I guess the miracles are going to happen. The miracles going to happen. You got this. And and he did it. He he broke the guy who was serving at five one. Broke him two points. Makes it now five three. Then he gets his two points. Makes it. Uh, you know, he brings it up to five all. And and just I mean, all these miraculous things happen. The quality of play and the shot making was tremendous. And so it, it comes to this point of like I feel like tennis has. You know, if you want to have a wonderful life, one of the qualities of having a wonderful life is having awe and wonder in the sport. And, you know, it's, uh, well, having a wonderful life means having, you know, hanging out with wonderful people, having the intent to have a wonderful day, which means having the intent to have a wonderful match. And it means surround yourself with wonderful people. It means, you know, have wonderful dialogue. And it means having awe and wonder. And I think that's where we got to with this team was we were watching. So she being on the team is each person was called to go out on the stage and to play for each other. And then they were told, had they'd come off after they played, then they would play the match emotionally, spiritually, mentally, but the physical part was by the player who was on the court. But we were playing the rest of it off the court. So... Uh, incredible stuff going on. Incredible. This is what makes this so special, you know, and that's what's the greatest thing about team sports. And believe me, tennis is one of the greatest team sports ever. Did you put it in the right? I agree with you. you know. I agree. Yeah. yeah, you will get no argument here. <laughs> Haley, what was it like to go to France? Um, had you been there before, first of all? Uh, no, actually, this was my first time out of the country, which is kind of unusual uh, for a junior tennis player. But it was my first time out of the country, and it was it was super super cool. Uh, my first passport <laughs> passport stamp will always be documented forever. <laughs> That's very cool. So, so you're going out of the country for the first time. You're going with two coaches who maybe you'd met before, but didn't really have intimate knowledge of. You're traveling with five teammates that, again, you and Chris knew each other well. Um, I assume that, well, you said you and Anna, y'all were both in the, the Oracle tournament together, so I'm assuming y'all got to know each other a bit there. Um, did you know Fran from juniors or no? Uh, more, for, more from college. We've had quite a few battles. <laughs> from last year? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, and and yeah. So so you're going to a foreign country, two new coaches, five new teammates. What was that like as a player? Because as a college player, your coach is 
such an integral part of your day-to-day life. And, you know, even during the off-season, um, your coach is still part of the picture. So what was it like having to kind of adjust to different coaching styles, different teammates? You know, what were some of the challenges with that? Uh, yeah, I would say, you know, going into it, first I was obviously going to, to a different country for the first time and, you know, it wasn't really familiar with everyone on a super close level. So so I was a little nervous, um, but I think, you know, Coach Patton does such an amazing job of, of really emphasizing team building right away. Um, you know, right from, from JFK Airport, we were all together. We were all getting to know one another. And, um, you know, he really made it a point for us to bond and, you know, to bond quickly. So I think the transition was, you know, honestly as smooth as it could possibly go. Uh, from from the first practice, you know, uh, Coach Job was, was giving me pointers on my return. You know, they, they just kind of stepped right in and, and assumed the role and had, and had confidence in assuming that role. And it worked out really well. And, you know, it, it, it honestly went perfectly in my book. <laughs> So what were some of the specific things y'all did um, on the team building front? Uh, Coach Patton can take that one over if he wants. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm even curious to see what, what Haley, what, what you felt, it was, what you felt about it. I, I think the one thing is it's, it's, it's got to be, uh, in terms of the team building, it's almost a, a discreet thing. Uh, where they don't really realize what they're doing, but it's a main question of getting to know each other and opening up to each other. And uh, it, it starts like, uh, I think, the, the first thing is just getting together. You just start asking, like, who's a favorite music group? What's your favorite movie? Uh, you know, just kind of, you know, really kind of, you know, simple questions that, you know, people can relate to. And, and it's kind of fun. It doesn't feel it's too intrusive. And then, then, uh, they're always finding times where we get a chance to talk and to uh, really share, share who we are, what our dreams are, what our aspirations are, what, what, what you know, what's resonated in our lives, why they play tennis, um, you know, those types of things. And then to elaborate on it and to uh, reflect on it and then to take these reflections and to then get to a point where really when it comes right down to it, that they're playing for each other, uh, that they really have this sense of serving each other. And then by virtue of doing that, then they serve the team and they serve their country because we are definitely playing with USA on our backs. And when we walk around, the chairs are all about USA or Ireland or Germany or Russia or France or Great Britain. So it's uh, there's this sense of that this transcends just who they are so but um yeah i uh, i mean we do a lot of stuff and i don't know if uh if Haley, how you you know you've you know you're reflecting upon what, what the things that we did but it was almost like we all went uh you know we went downtown to a village and we walked around and uh we, in the past we've done a lot more things out in the community and for some reason we didn't get that chance but it was also uh getting to to practice and it it was different though the one thing that uh was different that i didn't in the past we've always practiced we've gone to the courts together to warm up and 
and this year we changed a little bit because of the fact that, you know, it's a time change in the sleep and also the fact that the courts, we only, uh, we got the courts so early in the morning and there might be a person who's playing at 12. We kind of changed that. And it didn't, it didn't, at first I was a little afraid to do that is to change our practice. What we used to do in the past was go all together and do a bunch of games and drills together with six players on the court. And, and this time around we, we didn't do it, but we did different things in the same vein. Like maybe we bring players at different times and we'd found practice courts, which we've never done before, but just all basically um, everything was together, eight together all the time. I think the best coaching is done over a, a dinner you know, is, is over a meal, and uh, we, you know we we sat and we talked about the matches, and, and it was also just having fun. I mean, uh, and Haley brought it out perfectly. I mean, people that are successful in the business room, in the corporate room, in the classroom, <laughs> and wherever you go, there has to be an element of fun. You know, and uh, some people feel like to be successful in anything or whatever it is, there has to be this this element of hard work and intensity, and it is not fun. And I don't really subscribe to that. I, you know, I'm I'm more a I'm more a big I'm an advocate of hey, there's joy here, there's fun here. Let's have fun. Let's have fun in the competition. Let's you know let's 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 support each other from an element of fun and and, and enjoy this battle. And uh, so that's kind of what it is. But we did a. Uh, we, we did, uh, you know, we asked players who's made a big impact on their lives and introduce each other and, and and just, you know, things like that. What did you think about it, Haley? Did you, in terms of uh, when you were there, could you could you see my devious ways? <laughs> yeah, yes, I saw him. coach. Coach Patton asked a lot of questions. I think I think that's the key. Um, you know, we we went to every meal together. We went to you know practices. We he also something I think he does really cool is he he doesn't like um, like he he would basically he would have the guys hit with the girls and kind of interchange it. You know, it wasn't all guys on one court, all girls on another court. We were hitting with one another and you know playing against one another. So, so you had that element. Then, then like you said, you know, he asked us. He got us together, and he would ask questions. And you know, one night we're we're watching Chris Eubanks' favorite movie. All the whole team is watching that. Then the next night we'll watch, you know, my favorite movie. You know, we just got to really know each other. Um, uh, you know, all all around. Coach, how did you choose the members of the team? And is there a process that you follow that's the same year in and year out, or do you do it differently each year? No, it's done differently each year because basically also the, um, the USTA has, you know, Steve Amitraz is involved with it now, so I, I consult with him on the men's side. I really don't um, – I basically, when it comes to the women, I, I do my homework, but I don't really see the women or at all except for at the NCAAs. But I do – research and I learn a lot about them because I do know the coaches and I, I knew I heard a lot of great things about Haley and about Emma and Hilo and so I basically when they tell me who they're going to take I just go thumbs up and you know my main thing is what type of people are they are they selfish are they self-absorbed or are they really you know are, are they a people that will bring a lot to the table in terms of passion compassion like you know a person you just want to be with same thing on the men's side. On the men's side, I, obviously, I have a lot better. So my input's a lot more, uh, 
you know, like I've seen the guys play. I see the ones you're, I know are going to take something out of it. I see people have potential. The whole idea, too, is we just don't want – this is not a this – is, this is the beginning. It's not the end all, which by that I mean is we just don't take them on this trip and it's a reward for maybe a good college season or a good career and thumbs up and let's go to this play this trip and see you later. It's all about where they're going to be four years down or, you know, next year, two years down the line, five years down the line, ten years down the line. How is this going to impact them? And obviously, we, I cherish and treasure this experience and the fact that it can be so uh, powerful and life-changing. And, you know, everything is, you know, people might be listening to this thing, life-changing. What do you mean by that? Well, you want to know something. Everything that we do in our lives and the relationships that we meet and the experiences that we go through change our lives. They change the direction of the pathway or the way that we stride through life. It changes that. So uh, there's no doubt. I'm, I think I'm a better person, a better coach, by virtue of the fact of having Haley and Chris and Strong and Tom and, and uh, you know, those, all these people around me and having Melissa as my co-coach. I mean, I've, I've grown so much for them So because of them. So that, that's the, uh, the power of, of this experience. And that's the, the reason I believe in it so um, strongly, you know, about, about this whole journey. And so when I have the chance to pick the team with the boy, with the men, I, it's all about, okay, who's a great guy? Who's a guy who's going to be open to this? Um, it's kind of like going to school. You know, when you get your degree, really what the degree means is ultimately what it tells the world is you have the ability to be taught and learn. Now, you, did you hear what I said? First of all, to be taught. And, mm-hmm. and what we're looking for is, and I think I don't have, I mean, I have certain gifts, I think, that I praise God to, is I have the ability to see the potential in people and, and, and realize where they're going. So that's a responsibility I have is to make sure that that happens. And, and like I said, Everything that we go through, be it bad or good, will impact us. It's how we respond to it is so important and how we can come out of it a happier, more fulfilled person. And I think what we talked about this when we were in France, and I talk about this a lot, is, hey, where's the joy? What's the thing that you want more than anything? Because do people want power or money or ranking or this and that. And I think those are basically silly. I think the one thing that we're all looking for, and if we realize it, is happiness. <laughs> you know, and if you're happy, you're going to be successful. If you're happy, you're going to be more influential. If you're happy, you're going to be a better leader. You know, and if you're happy, you have this happy persona, person that's happy, people are going to want to be around you. And, uh, and then you have an impact on them. So that's the type of guys I was choosing, you know, that I wanted on the team. I, you know, last year's team we had uh, Tom and uh, Mackenzie McDonald and Austin Smith, and it was it was great experience. I mean, the, with the guys because that's basically where my, uh, you know, I, my big influence is is on the men's side. So I, I, and Mackenzie and Austin both are out the pro circuit now, and so I really wanted Tom back because. He has such great personality. He has such a great perspective. He's such a great athlete. And there's a, uh, he, he's got a humility about him, too, that's endearing. And so uh, that's the reason we picked. So I talked to Steve, and I said, you know, 
hey, this is the guys that I like, and he told me the guys he liked, and we said, you know, we, it was very easy to agree on who we should bring. So that's kind of how they're picked. And I think um, Steve, you know, does. I don't think Melissa had, because Melissa was chosen at a very late date to be the, you know, my co-coach. And so I don't think she had very much input other than the fact that just because uh, her player, uh, Lorenzo, uh she, uh, you know, obviously she's been coaching and she's like a superstar, rock star like Haley is. And uh, she, you know, I think she had input in about, I think the individual coaches also have some input uh, with us. And, and I'm sure she, you know, and she was absolutely right. I mean, the gals, this was one of the, this was, of all the years, uh, we had Bernice Capra on our team and we've had great women players, great players. Uh, but you know what? These three, by far, I think, was the strongest women's contingent that we've ever had. We were rock solid. We were, <laughs> we were so solid. Our women's side, I mean, we, they were great, absolutely great. And, and it was so much fun to, to coach and play and uh, play with them. And, and, you know, it's funny. That match with Russia, the Russian girls were awesome. And Haley started it off against Russia in the finals. I mean, they're a great team, and they've always have been great. And they love to play us, and I think they're frustrated because we've always – but Haley started off against this girl by the name of Tarasova, who has a one-handed backhand, who is great. And, and Haley and, – and I was so ecstatic at the end of the match because Haley beat her 6-4-6-1. And you would see that score, and you think, well, that's almost routine. But this girl, it was like – it was – you know, it's the gladiators out there battling away. So it was. It shows you kind of what. And like I said, I think our team came from a, a foundation of joy, and I think the Russians came out of a foundation of that they had to win, must, and they were angry. <laughs> you know, and 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 they're and so here you have Haley looking at us and giving us a fist bump, both a laugh and a smile, and the Russian girl was screaming at her coach. <laughs> you know, angry. <laughs> So it, it, it was like, it, it's, it's incredible. Uh, I think I said when the score was, uh, I'm sorry, when I was talking about the score against Russians, we were up two to one because Haley won and Francesca won. And then when Chris was playing his match, we were up two to one. So if he had lost that match, the score would have been two to two. And uh, I, I think I erroneously said that we would have been down three to one. But no, the score would have been two to two. So Chris put us in a great position. To you know, we were tied going to the doubles, and when we go on the doubles, and when you have Haley and Enna starting off the doubles, I mean they didn't lose a set. And I'll tell you something: we've had great teams in the past on the women's side, and they've lost matches. And uh, and and it, th- this team here was by far the strongest one. So the great thing is, I hopefully you know we can get them all back next year and go back and defend our title again. And it's and a funny story is. The president of the French Tennis Federation came up to me after and the day when they're having the big ceremonies, and he pulled me aside. So they're introducing all the teams, and there's hundreds of people there. And he pulls me aside, and he goes, he goes, Coach, congratulations on your sixth straight championship. And he says, if you come back to France next year, we're going to have to kill you. We're going to have to shoot you. <laughs> he goes, if you come back next year, we're going to have to shoot you. And it was probably the greatest compliment I've ever heard. <laughs> it was like, I, you know, I, it was absolutely delightful. And I, 
I was going, oh, my gosh. I, they, I, then I asked, I go, well, don't you guys have gun control here in France? And they kind of laughed. But it was, uh, it was an amazing thing. And, and you know what? You, you as a competitor, and, and what we bring and what we want, I want to empower our players. I want to empower Haley. I want to empower Chris. I want to get them so they're so tired that they're emboldened when they play, that they walk the talk and they have confidence. And, um, and you also create that in the, in the minds of your opponents. Now, you know, Stevie Johnson went there, and he played lights out and helped us win a, a match when we were down 3-1. to one. I mean, we were down 3-1, to one, and all they had to do was win one of the three doubles against the French. And Stevie was a big part of us coming back. He won his singles, and then he won. And, and, and there was this like this aura around Stevie. And Stevie, this is when Stevie was a sophomore. This is before he started making history. He was playing number three for USC. I had coached him on the junior national team as a junior. I spent a lot of time with him when he was, uh, you know, as a kid. And it, this was whole the whole transition, the whole process of Stevie getting to where he is now. He's twenty in the world. All these experiences contributed to it, and also he developed. I think from there, this you know, people, you can tell when people respect you on the court. And as opponents started after the tournament, there was that respect for Stevie, you know, on an international stage. And then, you know, he comes back and he brought that his junior and senior year in college tennis where he was undefeated. And then he, then he took, uh, excuse me for that. That's my dog. She's she's a squirrel. <laughs> she's a squirrel. <laughs> So, uh, it, you know, you, you take this into your life and this empowerment and, and this em, and emboldened. It was emboldened enough to do this. And so that's what we're hoping. And, and I'll tell you something. And I, I'm going to say it on the air with Haley. You know, I, I do think I have some gifts in terms of just seeing talent and seeing what a person can be. You know, when I look at a person, I look at who are they going to be five years down the line? Who are they going to be like 10 years down the line? What is this person growing in to be? And I look at Haley and Francesca and Anna and Chris and Strong, and they all have great qualities and great talents and great things that make them special. And I see, all I see is abundance. I see incredible abundance in these people. And something where they can use tennis as, as, as a means and vehicle to impact other people. And I look at Haley, and I knew Haley was really good. I'd heard great things. I'd done my research. Everything that I heard was so positive. The same thing about Francesca and Anna. And then they came, and they, they, there was absolutely, it was absolutely true. And, and I looked and I could see, and I can see like Haley, and, I, and she, I, I know, I, I listen to me, is that you have, you make the right decisions, you lead your life the right way, you make the right sacrifices, you treat yourself with kindness and goodness, you are going to thrive and flourish and be a great player and have an impact on the world stage. There's no doubt in my mind. And why do I say this? Because I've been able to do this. I have great confidence in my ability to, and I think that's a gift God gave me, is I can see people, I can see what they can be, and that what I try to do is keep light in the fire so they stay by the warmth and that they achieve and realize all their dreams and goals. Wow, Haley. Press it on, girl. No pressure. No pressure, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Haley, let me ask you, after listening to, to Greg's eloquence, and Greg, you're a phenomenal <laughs> human being, so let me just go on record there. Um, Haley, when you got the call that you were being offered this position on the team, 
was there any hesitation on your part? I mean, it's December, it's the end of the semester, you've got finals, you you know, whatever else you've got going on, um, getting ready for the, the season. And so did you have to blink or did you just say, absolutely, I'm in? Uh, yeah, no, for me, I don't think there was any blinking whatsoever. Um, I, I jumped right on the opportunity, um, you know, something I had seen for the past, you know, three years, I'm a senior. So, I, you know, I got to see every team each year. And I saw, you know, they would come back and have such amazing experiences and, you know, have such great experiences with Coach Patton. And so I, I jumped on the opportunity and was so incredibly excited for it. And so from an academic standpoint, like, how did you manage your schoolwork while you were gone? Because y'all were gone a week, I think, right? Uh, yes, we were gone a week. I have, um, I had a little bit of an like I was actually very fortunate and able to do my exams online. Um, I kind of worked out a thing with the university to to be able to do them online. So, um, you know, the, I think some of the other other kids had a little bit more of a struggle with their academics, but for me, it was it was smooth sailing. <laughs> That's good. And you said you had your last final yesterday, so I mean, obviously, you were having to keep up with your classwork while you were gone. Oh, oh yes, I was. Um, I remember one. I don't know which match it was before. Coach Patton probably won't like to hear this, but I was in the bathroom. I was in the bathroom because we were rooming uh, with with like I was with Anna and uh, Dilo in the same room. So I was in the bathroom doing my schoolwork until 3 a.m. Um, to not wake them up. Oh. So, so yeah. So I had a I had a little <laughs> bit of a rough rough time with some, some of the assignments, but but I got it done and and was able to play well on the court too. So it worked out. <laughs> That's good. I know Coach Patton's a stickler for the sleep thing. Love, you're right. You're right. Yeah. I feel for them too. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough going over with that time change and going out. And that's the reason we go a little bit earlier just to get used to it. So, yeah, if you play that well, being sleep deprived, baby, you're gonna to want to slam. <laughs> that's awesome to hear. Uh, was, so. So, Haley, um, you're on break now, I guess, until January. What's on tap for you for the rest of December? Um, for for me, it's just training, honestly. I think, um, you know, I'll say one more thing about Coach Patton. Um, he said, you know, he kept telling us, you know, play for yourself five years from now. You know, take care of yourself for five years from now. And that's one of my biggest takeaways, I guess, from, from the event is, you know, I am so excited I don't think I've ever been so excited for a training block in my life as I am for this winter break to just go out and work so incredibly hard. I'm so motivated and, you know, I can't, I can't wait to to see where it takes me. Cause you know, this is my, my last little bit before, um, you know, I graduate and I take on the pro pro circuit full time. So, so I'm looking forward to it. And, you know, France was definitely a great jump start to, to that career. Fantastic. Coach Patton, any final words of wisdom you want to leave us with? Uh, just uh, go USA. It's uh, everybody have a great. I hope you all have a wonderful holiday. And I just realized I keep you know it's funny. I, I sometimes I get delusional and I keep thinking that I'm, uh, Haley's going to be back next year. And and now I realize that you know Haley's you know, you're the only senior on our team, right? Strong, uh, strong, strong. Yeah, yeah strong. That's right. So, oh Haley, I'm missing you already because I was looking forward to you playing <laughs> again next year. But <clears throat> I'll be. Um, I'll be really excited uh, to watch you on the circuit. And, you know, it's funny, you might even hit my son was a 
practice partner to all the to the women on the WTA WTA for the Americans last summer. So you might get a chance to hopefully you'll get a chance to do it with my son when he's out there training with the women. So uh, you know, I just uh, it's uh, it's just a great great thing, and I this masters you, and I, I'm just so blessed to be able to be part of it, and I'm so you know, blessed to be a coach and have people like Haley and, and the team that we had. And, uh, and I, I just, uh, I just keep on, just keep on smiling. So uh, it was great. I think what you do, Lisa, is awesome with the show and keeping the, this dialogue going and, and uh, everything. And I think also just the fact that you, you deal with parents are a big component of it and, you know, what happens to these kids. So, uh, yeah, I just want to wish everybody, and it was so great to hear Haley's voice, and I'm a big fan of Haley's, and I can't wait to see people keep an eye on her because she's got great things in store for her. You are the real deal. Thank, thank you. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thank you both for being on the show this week. I really appreciate it and loved hearing about your experience in France. Haley, I wish you all the best for a great senior season, and um, I, I will definitely be keeping an eye on you as you move on to the Pro Tour. And, Coach, you'll be seeing way too much of me starting in January, so I look forward to <laughs> having lots more interactions with you during the season. So thank you both, and happy holidays. Thank, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you. To my listeners, thanks so much for tuning in. We have two more shows to wind up 2016, so I hope you'll tune in next week with our guest, Todd Whittem. And then the following week, we'll finish out 2016 with John Falbo. And uh, so I look forward to being back on the air next Tuesday. Have a great week, everybody. Happy holidays, and see you next week on Parenting Aces. <laughs>